And we're back. Welcome to the Obligatory Podcast yeah. with Kermit and Mike, episode... 30! How you say it in Spanish? Yeah. That's what I like. We're here. Uh, 30 episodes, I can't man. believe it. Sheesh. Oh, my gosh. How'd it go by so quick? I can't believe we tolerate each other that long. I yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, compared to some people I work with, you're a dream. Oh, okay. I'll you're take that. so easy oh, to work with. Thank you. Yeah, again, a little bit of a late start tonight. Uh, yeah, had a lot of technical. Every time I come in, you got some new technical stuff you want to try. Next week's gonna be more new stuff. But you know, awesome job with the board. I was out last week. Uh, we had Pedro Lima sitting in. If you haven't heard episode twenty nine, take a listen because I personally think it's probably the best episode of the obligatory podcast. I don't think that. I I was listening to it on the road, going, "Hey, these guys are funny. They should have a podcast." <laughs> oh wait, they do. It's mine. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. So uh, you know. You want someone to fill in for you that makes it so like people miss you when you come back, not someone that they start going, oh, maybe we should start getting this guy on a bit more, but whatever. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to us, you've already found us. You know where to find us. But if you want to tell anyone else, you can find us all over the place. We're actually on the, uh, let's see. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Podbean, of course. Wow. We're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe iHeart. I gotta work. I gotta work You're on working that. On that? You know what it is? Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't realize you have to pay. <laughs> you gotta pay. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But whatever. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, we usually uh, we post up our episodes uh, Thursday, right around noon, right? Right. Yeah. Right. But no, eleven. Eleven o'clock every every Thursday at eleven. Yeah. Eleven, I think about 11 o'clock every Thursday, <laughs> but not this week because uh, we might post this one up. Uh, We're Wednesday. gonna post this one up first thing in the morning. Are you hearing this Wednesday? If it's if it's Wednesday, you're hearing it. If everything went to plan, yeah. it is Wednesday. And the reason why we're doing it is it's because... Because tomorrow night... Or today, because you're listening to it. Or, yeah. Wednesday night. <laughs> Wednesday night. At the Orlando Improv, Mike Hurley. Carmen Gonzalez. Charlie Bowie. Uh, Kevin White. And Eric Lutz. And Eric Lutz. Take the stage in the main room. It's going to be a great show. 8 p.m. show. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. There's been a lot of, uh, a lot of like, this was our first time using Eventbrite to promote the show. Yep. There's been a good turnout on that. Uh, I talked to the box office uh, yesterday. They said it's looking pretty good. You said you got a huge list of people coming out. Yeah, I think I'm kind of nervous. Why? I haven't done a show where I actually invite people yeah. that are coming out for me right. and for friends. You know what I'm right. saying? Like it's always been like, oh, because I'm I'm uh, hosting for Tommy Davidson. So they're coming out to right. see Tommy Davidson. They don't so care. So it takes kind of takes kind of the pressure. Right. And off, I even yeah. have friends come in, they're like, oh man, I missed your set. I came in late. <laughs> like, uh, Thanks. Well you know what I'm kind of nervous about. We did this uh two years ago. We did a show where I was <laughs> I was headlining. I asked you to you hosted that I hosted one, right? That well, yeah. And uh we it it was so funny. Because they've been having problems with their off-night shows, and uh, they haven't been getting good crowds. So they short-staffed the room. They only put like six servers on. And then, I don't know how it happened. You don't know how it happened. But Miracle of Miracles, that show was packed. They were turning people away at the door because yep. they had no more seats for them. Which is kind of... It makes Rare. you feel good, you know, being that we're quote unquote unknown. We're not names, you know, but uh, I was so happy and so proud of that. But then uh, the GM says, hey, how do you guys feel about shouting your show? And we're like, what? And apparently they had some huge issue go down with the sound. And I still think it's because the show the night before 
they had DJs in there messing with the sound booth. They were doing like it was that roast show yeah. of some radio guy. You were actually on that. And was it the Ricky Badia yeah, one? Yep. Yeah. And everybody was plugged into the board. No, everybody no. was doing their stuff. No way. I, you wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to do uh, a roast show and another show. That back was to exactly back. what it was because I was there at your roast show handing out tickets for our show the next night. You're completely right. I know for a fact I'm right. That's right. And they screwed the whole. They screwed up the whole board. Went, so we had an hour. People, <laughs> people, doors had opened at seven. And then we had an hour. We were supposed to start at eight. We didn't get started till like 9.15. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know what happened with that. They just they just screwed us over on that. I mean, that's what happened, really. Yeah. And then we still ended up doing the show. But um, man, people walked out before we even started the show. I was going to say, we did get they, the sound though, right? We we ended up getting sound back on. No, but when you left to go get a speaker set, that we you, we went down the road and we grabbed <laughs> my. Uh, I at the time I was hosting a, a Jack's Pub, op, an open mic down the road, and I'm like, all right, well I'll go grab my sound system from there. It's nowhere near as nice as the improvs, but I could get the job done in a room like that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, knock on wood, all I'm hoping for tomorrow night is uh, it goes off without a hitch. Please. You know. So, yeah. But, uh, oh, by the way, happy birthday, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. yesterday. That was yesterday. You turned the big what? 36. And the, I still haven't hit my growth spurt. 36. So no bullshit. puberty yet for you. Puberty's there, just not the growth yeah. spurt. What I loved about it was everybody was feeding you shots last night for your birthday. Yeah. Everybody was feeding you shots. And, and I, two shots is like a liter for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. We should give you shots and thimbles from now on. <laughs> that would have been, been better. But uh, the best part was uh, you were kind of getting a little wonky. And I told your girl, I'm like, you know, the worst part, he just spent $5,000 on a bed and he's going to be sleeping on the bathroom floor tonight. <laughs> I'm like, I hope it's comfortable tile. You should really invest in a rug for your bathroom. I do have a nice rug. There you go. There you go. So no hangover, no nothing. You felt good? No, man. I, I lied. Did you? I had three shots. Okay. And then one real drink. Okay. And I felt it. And then everyone kept buying me drinks. Mm -hmm. I would. I didn't want to be rude, so I'll take the drink. Mm -hmm. But I only drink halfway, and then I dump it. Ah, you wasting liquor? Yeah, I wasting liquor. I don't nah. care. Broke what? Whatever broken alcohol code, mm -hmm. I broke them all. <laughs> so then, like, I just pretended I was really. I was like, oh man, I'm so I'm feeling so sick, but I was good. Oh, so my video of you dancing to Uncle Luke's birthday was song loose. last night. I was loose. I, was loose. <laughs> I like you. You're like Trump. You're like Trump. Once once the video evidence comes to play, the story kind of changes a little bit. Like, look, I was totally sober. I was so I got video of you dancing. Oh, look, I was feeling okay. <laughs> but I wasn't like peddling son wasn't, of a bitch. I wasn't like vomit drunk. Mm -hmm. That's what I consider drunk. Yeah. Like I I can walk. I didn't mm -hmm. have I don't need somebody carrying me and You're right. Like I wouldn't be able to drive. I wouldn't drive, but I could if I needed to. Right. So right. that was it. Oh, good, man. So it was, good. It was, good, it was a good birthday. Yeah. yeah, I like I like celebrating my birthday with uh, comedians and yeah. yeah. Instead of just doing a dinner thing and then the people have, get, are forced to sing you that happy birthday song. Yeah, I, I hate that. I think birthdays change as you get older. You know. What do you mean, like as far as the celebration part? Yeah, like what you do to enjoy it. You know, like I don't need a big party. You know, I don't need anything. Like, I think I a think party. Yeah, I think people like doing a big celebration when you get like hit the like the fifties like and sixties. Yeah, because they're surprised you lived that long. <laughs> is that what it is? It's a celebration of life. Because every time is like this might be our last year with you. You know, at a certain age, every birthday is more of a goal or right. a milestone than anything. Yeah, but I don't remember the last time. I I think I'll tell you the best birthday I ever had was uh, when I hit forty. Uh, my 
parents actually drove up and took me to medieval times. They treated me like I was a little kid again. They're like, they just drove <laughs> up and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh. Don't you know the staff that works there? Like, cause like magicians that work there too at medieval times. I'm not being funny. I don't, I don't no? know. I know. I had a, okay. I had a friend of a friend who knew one of the knights there. Okay. And okay. I don't care how many times I go to medieval times. I don't care what I've done in my life. As soon as I leave medieval times, I'm like looking up, how do you become a knight at medieval times? <laughs> like, I still want to be a knight. <laughs> who wouldn't want to be a knight? Have your, you been to medieval times? I mean, not on my birthday. Do they, uh, do they make you part of the show? Uh, if you pay extra, oh, that's you don't get to be part of the show, but like before they bring you into the main tournament room, okay. they call you up to like, there's the king throne room okay. and they call you up and they have you kneel down on this little pillow and this, <laughs> this guy who probably has a day job working the cash register at Hess comes over, you know, but he's dressed up like the king and now he knights you knights or you. if you're too young, if you're too old to be a knight, they just give you a kingdom. Like they kinged me. They didn't even make me a knight. And when I went, my parents paid for that. And I didn't know. So they start calling all the names. Like the hero is like, come forward, Edward so-and-so and Timothy blah, blah, blah. And all these little kids are walking up to the stage. And I'm like, oh, this guy cute. And they're like, Edward Sir Michael Hurley come to. So it's like a line of like six-year-olds who totally deserve to be doing this. And then you're old And then there. me. <laughs> and then me. And, so you're just towering over all these kids. And I'd like to say I was slightly embarrassed, but this is the treatment I never got when I wanted it. So I took it. I kneeled down and I let this guy who makes eleven fifty an hour pretending to be a king tap me on the shoulders with a sword while someone with a camera took pictures so they could charge us twenty nine ninety nine later on. And I did it. So uh and the funny thing is my boys were there. Uh and uh, they saw me get kinged. Okay. So even now, like whenever there's something in the house, they're like, well, daddy's a king. <laughs> and I just go, yes, he is. It's not like cable guy where you got to fight your friend. And- oh, I wish, dude. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I had gone in there. <laughs> <laughs> just- yeah. uh, Janine Garofalo, she had that great, she played the, uh, like the food wench. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember I remember that one. And then, uh, uh, Matthew Broderick's character goes, excuse me, could I get could I get some, a fork? She's like, there were no forks in medieval times, hence there are no forks at medieval times. He's like, but they had Pepsi. <laughs> 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 and then she gets mad, right? She's yeah. Like, just, just, yeah. Just, just look, man. Get out of here. Just, just go. Just get your food. So, Eat your chicken and shut up. So, yeah. Uh, I was... The uh, show went great last week. Thanks for covering the obligatory podcast yeah, got man. to hear it. Uh, I was on the road with Dustin Diamond, aka Screech from Saved by the Bell, and uh, you actually tour. it was it was dude it was like eleven cities, uh, or eleven days, ten cities, twelve shows, something like that. And it was just basically do a show, wake up, drive, do a show, wake. That's what up, it drive. seemed like. You didn't seem like you get to enjoy really the city. Nah, we did like twenty one hundred miles. I think is what we tapped. Wow. I think it was 2,100 miles from the minute I picked him up at the airport to when I pulled in back home. And of course, when I pulled in back home, I got in, we had a gig in Boca Raton. We closed out the run in Boca Raton Saturday night. We did two shows. One started at 8.30. The next one started at 11. And then his flight was leaving the Orlando airport at six o'clock in the morning. So it was drive back, everything else. The nice thing is, you know, living in Orlando, that meant I was back home. I told the boys since I hadn't seen him in like a week and a half, I told the boys, I'm like, look, I'm going to, you guys are going to wake up. Daddy's going to be there and you're going to have donuts. Cause I'm like, I'll pick up donuts before I hit the house. They'll okay. be waiting for him. I got home at like five 30. 
This is at the end of the tour. Yeah, end of the tour. I got home at 5.30. Dunkin' Donuts by me doesn't open until 6. So I sat down the futon. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll leave for donuts. <laughs> that line alone. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> leave for donuts in like, you know, 15 minutes. I remember looking at my uh, phone, seeing it was 5.47 and going, okay, two more minutes. I'm getting out of here. And the next thing I remember is my four-year-old knocking on my head because I passed out on the futon. And he's like, daddy. And I'm like, oh, hey, buddy. I haven't seen him in like a week and a half. Hey, buddy. He's like, you said you'd have donuts. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. So now I got to get up and go on it. So we got up and we went and picked up donuts. And then I was loved again. And then <laughs> uh, and then I we got back home with the donuts. And my oldest goes, hey, are we still going to see Winnie the Pooh today? And I was like, did I say we were going? He's like, yeah. That is, they is, they is taking you for the ride. Yeah, well, Did you even say that? Yeah. Probably, because <laughs> here's the thing: when you're, you know, you're talking to him through the phone and everything else, and I'm trying to, you know, I don't like being away from them for that long. Okay, but at the same time, I try to cheer him up with, like, "Don't worry, guys, I'm gonna see you Sunday. Gonna have donuts, blah blah blah." And I think I did tell the oldest about the we go to the movies, so I'm like, "All right, I go on Fandango, I look, and I see the movie time one thirty. I'm like, cool, we'll do one thirty because I'll get some sleep." But I couldn't fall back to sleep. That's the real live action poop. Yeah. That's a cartoon. No, no. It's yeah, that looks action. creepy as hell. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't bad, but here's the thing. We get to the theater. We sit down. Movie starts. It's a two-hour movie. Two hours? About Christopher Robin, who is the boy who the... Right, right, right. The, the young But kid. now he's grown up, and he's got a kid of his own. No, he's and a- the whole movie, the overlying theme is he works too hard and doesn't spend enough time with his children. <laughs> I'm like, like, really, Disney? Like you. (laughs) After I've been gone for a week and a half. This is I had some tears, man. I mean, this is what you're gonna hit me with? I don't even I haven't even slept yet. It's already Disney sitting there with just stuffed animals going, Hey you, you, row E, seat six. You're a shitty father. (laughs) Spend time with your kids. Spend time with your kids. And here's the hypocrisy of it. Uh, it took me a week's salary to take my family to the movies, you know? So it's like... <laughs> oh, it's uh, expensive. It is. Well. So it's like, gee, Disney, kind of hypocritical because if a daddy doesn't go to work and make the money, he doesn't have the money to take <laughs> the kids to the movie to hear what a shitty father he is. I, I, I want you to write a review on <laughs> the movie, like a Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. <laughs> that should be your review. Right. <laughs> Two stars. Yeah, I guess I could stop working. Then me and the kids could spend more time together, you know, on the corner outside the Florida mall begging passerbys for any spare food they may have <laughs> all because of poo <laughs> all because of poo such a high and mighty you should it, it was one of those movies where it's been done before but where the the guy basically tells off his boss so he can go spend time with his right, family right. only in movies does that work out with the boss coming back and going you know what we were wrong and we want to give you a promotion and i appreciate someone who tells me what it is most of the time it ends up with you on the unemployment line that's how it ends up. oh mike hurley spend time with your kids think 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 <laughs> <laughs> And then Eeyore's back. Yeah. You should really spend some time. You should really spend some time. Kill you know, me. I played Eeyore. What do you mean you played him? I played Eeyore back before Buzz Lightyear. Oh, great. Did you come up with a tale, too? Is that your idea? Are we going back to this? The, I'm just saying. The I Buzz was, Lightyear 2 ears. I, I created oh, no. the cover of Buzz oh, Lightyear 2. Here we go. That's 100% me. All right. So what did you create for Eeyore? Or just, Nothing. I just played Eeyore. What, is, what did you play by Eeyore? You just walk around depressed? Pretty much. <laughs> Perfect. Eeyore was a great character to play because uh, you know, <laughs> all these other characters like and we're talking about when you go to like Disney World and you see the, you know, the people in the animal. We called it being in fur. 
when you worked in character department, you talked about I work in fur because you're okay. wearing, and Eeyore was a great character because like uh, I would be Pluto a couple of days a week, and Pluto you gotta be bouncy, high energy, everything else. Eeyore, you could come over hung over from the night before, no sleep, <laughs> waddle out onto the set, and you got these big Eeyore ears, and you take the ears and you put them over your eyes, and everybody's like, wow, you are so shy, and you're like, no, Eeyore's fucking hung over. <laughs> the sun is mentioned. They're like, how come Eeyore smells like daddy after his bowling league nights? <laughs> <laughs> That's vomit. <laughs> I, I just picture you walking around Disney, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, like, hey, that guy, mm-hmm. that guy plays a good Eeyore. Hire him. I was amazing Eeyore. <laughs> You even really the plotties, like, found In fact, it. I won character of the week once, and it was for my portrayal of Eeyore. You shut up. I do. Because you're walking around depressed, hating your life. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was hard, because that was back when I was optimistic. I was a young man back then. <laughs> and life is beating me down. But, um, oh, you know what I did? In, uh, we started the run. You actually did a show with me and Dustin. You in were Lakeland. out in Lakeland for the first time fun, at Winter Circle. You did great, man. I was a little nervous for you. It was a sold out show. <laughs> Why are you always every comedian says that? A little nervous. You know, I've been doing this for like six years. Yeah, I'm still nervous. Yeah, and we're waiting for you to get good at it. That's why we're still on the edge of our seats. Because it, it was a sold out show. And you came out to uh you I told you to come out to a guest spot. Then we got there and it turned out they didn't have a host. Which is perfect. And uh, I was like, hey, you want to host? And you're like, yeah, sure. And uh you went up there, a sold out show, and I think you know, I had talked to you before the show. I'm like, look, whatever you do, don't go up there and go right into your material. You know, take the time to set the room. Right, right, right. And then you went up there. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? So here's the thing with blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, time God out. damn it. Time out. Right. Time out. Yeah. They didn't come. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't like what you're saying. When we're in the green room. The green room. <laughs> you laugh. It was, it was, the, the storage the, room the storage where room. they keep the extra Budweiser lights. I ask. I go, mm-hmm. do I need to do any kind of announcement? The guy goes, nah, I'm going to do a couple of things. going to be on the, on the teleprompter mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And they'll take care of it. Just go do your thing. Mm-hmm. I go, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. he's going to go up and do some time or mm-hmm. do something. Nope. I'm in the back. I don't know what I was doing. And all of a sudden, I hear my name. And I, I hear my name. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the stool wasn't even up there. I run up there. Yeah, I went up because I noticed that we were about to start and there was no stool on stage. So I went up and threw a stool on stage. And I noticed he was announcing you. And I know how short your legs are. <laughs> I know how long that room is. And I didn't even see you halfway down. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to go well. No, but I, I I went into, I didn't go into straightening my material. I did mm. some basic and I, 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 you wanted me uh, to do the I, I believe, stuff. I, 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 I believe your girl has the video once again. So if you really want to put this out, it there. somehow got deleted. Did it? <laughs> Did it? Were you not happy with? No, the... no, it's, it's, I still got. It. No, it's cool. It was yeah, decent. no. So, but it took you a couple of minutes, and then it, they it, were with you. Yeah, the beginning was a little bit. I was a little bit flustered. I was like, oh. yeah, you could tell. And then I kind of got my groove. Yeah, but yeah, that was cool. And what did you think of the whole show overall? It's loud. That room is loud, though. Yeah. That they love that audience love to be part of the show. But it was good. It was a good. Uh, I think it was a good show. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I would like. I would like to do that again. Actually. Yeah. So. Well, good. Next time Dustin comes in town, you can go on <laughs> eleven days with him, and I'll teach karate to children. <laughs> is that is that the plan? That's the plan. I would have lost it. But uh, yeah, we saw you. That was our third night of the run. We had been down in Key West the two nights before, mm-hmm. and uh, I did something Key West I haven't done in years. I actually rode a bicycle. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say kiss a guy. Nah. <laughs> oh, that's been done. That's Sorry, last week. <laughs> I, okay, yeah. but um, no. Uh, 
the Key West is filled with like bikes and scooters and everything else. It's only like a mile by four miles, the whole island. So people get around a lot easier on bikes and scooters. Last time I went down there, they offered me a bike and I went to ride it, but the seat was way too high and my feet couldn't touch the ground. And Welcome like, to my world. I'm like, dude, I'm not getting on this thing because what I remember about riding a bike is you need to be able to put your feet down when you want to stop. Yeah. This time around, they offered me a bike and the seat was adjustable. And I'm like, all right, let's give this a try. And for all those people who say shit like, uh, oh, yeah, it's just like riding a bike. What they really mean is whatever you're about to do, you're going to skin your knees and have people flipping you off because it was <laughs> the felt- most horrific. Dude, I was scared to death. Like I was that I was learning how to ride a bike all over again. And I'm just remembering now when my dad was trying to teach me to ride a bike. I remember that moment. You always see it in the TV show where they let go for the first time and you're doing it and you're like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, My dad hadn't taught me how to use the brakes. So I just intentionally threw myself into like a curb and grass. (laughs) Wait, you still did that? That was when I was learning how to ride it. My dad's like, why'd you stop? I'm like, I didn't know how to brake. And uh, yeah, in Key West, you know what else they got? Chickens and roosters just running through the streets. Wait, were you riding your bike on the road? Yeah. Why? You're that asshole that was like no, blocking traffic? Dude, no, no. There's bike lanes in Key West. Dude, there's more bikes than no cars. No one uses those. Was... Get on the sidewalk. Where the people are? I was I was doing sidewalk. Was a lot of people? Road. Yeah, dude. It's a oh. huge tourist area. Every time I see someone, so, why don't you just ride a sidewalk? So No, I was riding everywhere. But uh, at one point, I went to Mallory Square and took some pictures. And then I got back on my bike and I went down this little side alley. And right in the middle of the alley, there was this chicken. Like it, staring you down. I was I was <laughs> I was playing chicken with the chicken. Like it <laughs> it was. And I was trying to ride and he wouldn't move. And he was like a <laughs> What do you mean he wouldn't move? He would, How big was this chicken? Like two feet. <laughs> two feet. You ever have a two foot cock just staring you down? <laughs> you ever staring at a two foot cock? Two foot cock. It was very intimidating cock that she was staring Just at. Just very intimidating. Uh, yeah, so I was playing chicken with a chicken, and uh, he was cock blocking me. He's <laughs> he was just wouldn't move. At one point, this is how I tried making noises and everything else. And like at one point, I was just like, I'm just going to leave the bike here. I'm just going to. I had to. He wouldn't move. Wait, I tried I'm to. so I, confused here. It was a very narrow. How narrow? Like you could have just ride around the damn chicken? No, there was no room to go around. So wait, him. if you it went was, left, he, he stood in front of you, went right. You no, went, there was no. If he didn't move, there was no way to edge around. And uh, okay, maybe I could have squeezed by, but I want, didn't want him. <laughs> you like, were scared of a cock. I, I was, <laughs> it was a two foot cock. <laughs> like you're not scared. Have you ever seen a two foot cock? It's intimidating. I live with it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> What's your point? No, I never seen that. What are you talking about? I thought it was gonna peck my ankles. Like if I tried to, if but I, you're on a bike. Yeah, but my ankles are like totally exposed. <laughs> I, I wish you recorded this of this chicken. I got a picture of the chicken at one picture, point. But I not, put it on Instagram. Oh man! But um, I didn't bad. I didn't know you got cock blocked and shook down by the chicken. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I'm just, I, I don't know why at the moment I thought, man, I'm glad no one was here to see this. And <laughs> then I come on here and tell you guys all about it. Why the chicken crossed the road to stop this pussy from riding his bike near my <laughs> Why the chicken crossed the road? Because like everything else in life, it just had to get in Mike's way. <laughs> yeah. So besides that, the whole, what, two weeks of touring? Yeah, Key West was great, man. But from from Key West to, what was, where, where did you end oh, that again? Starting Key West. Uh, then did Lakeland with you, then went over to Fort Myers, 
then came back, did the gig in Orlando. You were on that show too. Uh, then Tuesday we were scheduled to do a gig in Melbourne, Florida, and he, um, got an offer to fly out to LA for one night for like 5,000. And that was nowhere near the money he was making for that show. Wait, so he left the tour. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. I said it was a bitch move too, but, uh, so what did you do with the show? Well, uh, the venue that was booked through the, the owner was very understanding actually. And they just wanted to reschedule. Oh, cool. So you didn't burn a bridge. No, I didn't burn a bridge. Plus, uh, uh, myself and Duncan J said, well, look, if you already got people coming out, you know, if they don't want to refund, if they're going to hold on to those tickets for when we reschedule, then we'll still come out and do a show for you on Tuesday night. So we went out and did a, Oh, that's cool. Did a show and it's a nice little venue out there. Uh, Wednesday. So then Wednesday I picked him up at the airport. He flew back into Orlando and we jetted, we'd hauled ass down to Vero beach, did a gig in Vero. The next day we headed down to Lake worth. And then Friday we backtracked up to Auburndale and Lake worth and Boca are literally like 10 minutes from each other, but we had to do Lake worth come three and a half hours back to Auburndale, which is by Lakeland. And then head back to Boca the next day because I can't book a gig. I was going to say, what happened there? It was just a matter of... Uh, Bad dates, I guess. Yeah, it was just one of those things we had already booked. We, this was only supposed to be Dude, Key West. I thought tour, like comedy tours, they always sound funny. You just made it not sound fun at well, all. Well, when they're set up right, when they're set up right, I'm sure they can be a lot of fun. I want to do but, one. I've never done a t- comedy dude, tour. This this was just messed up from the beginning because originally it was just going to be Key West. You know, we drive down, we do Key West, we come back up, we do Lakeland, and then he flies out. So you want to do that. But then he had a couple of other offers. And I'm like, well, we're off. We might as well pick him up. So then it became filling in. Like, you try to get your weekends booked, and then you try to fill in everything. And sometimes you're just so happy to find something, someone who wants to pay you to be somewhere on a Monday where it's like, oh, if the money's worth it and you're going to cover our hotel, then why not, you know? Oh, okay. So the, all, the, all the gigs cover you in the hotel, at least? Um, all the majority? Most of them this run did. There was only like one night where we had to cover our own hotels. I'm, so. I'm pretty sure the ones you... you <laughs> those are nightmare hotels that you had to hit. The hotels or motels? Yeah, dude. I, oh, no. The only time I really care is when I'm staying with, like, if I'm on the road with the family and the kids, then I want to stay somewhere nice. Other than that, uh, if the club is providing it and it's nice, that's great. But if it's one of those places where uh, I got to cover myself for the night, dude, I always stay in whatever's cheap. I don't give a shit. Oh, man. You stay in, like, the ones with, like, the floors are sticky and the curtains look like they're, like, I got shoes. <laughs> oh, the bed, though. Dude, you I'm run not, a black light. I'm not, it looks I'm like a not crime scene. Put it into perspective. Uh, he he had a night where it was Orlando, where he was just doing that personal appearance, the meet and greet at other bar, where there was no hotel with that gig. So I was like, "Well, look, dude, uh, we're gonna be you're gonna be in Orlando." Uh, we pulled into Orlando at like five o'clock. The gig was at eight, and then we were heading out the next day. So I was like, dude, if you want, just come over to my place, you know, chill out, relax. We're going to go do the gig. Then after the gig, you know, come back, crash. We'll wake up in the morning and leave. He's like, no, nah, I think I want a hotel room. I'm like, okay, we'll get a hotel room. You know, here's hotels.com. Figure it out while I was driving. And uh, he was only going to be because he was flying out. Yeah, we weren't driving the next day. He had to fly out at like nine o'clock to go do that gig in L.A. So we're talking about f- from... The two hours before the show. Okay. And 
he got back to the hotel at like three. So from three to like six. So basically he rented a hotel for like four hours for four or five hours, (laughs) but he didn't just rent a decent hotel. He rented a hotel out by the airport, like Marriott at Augusta or whatever. It was like 160 bucks. And that's not how I live my life. I'm not paying 160 bucks for something I'm going to be in for five hours. I mean, it's his money, whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever, man. I don't know. So it's over for now. It is over. We'll probably have more coming up, but um, <laughs> you're gonna go back, dude. I always say it's the last time, and then whenever it pops up again, I'm like, eh, money's money. No. People like Screech, huh? Oh, people come out, man. I think out of all the shows, we only had we only had two that weren't sold out, and one was Fort Myers, where you had over a hundred people. The room holds like two twenty, though. I think they could squeeze in another hundred, but. These people also paid like thirty five dollars for VIP tickets, and you know, so the owner was happy. He had, he had right. covered his expenses on the show, and then the other one was we did this Thursday night show down Lake Worth at a bar called Propaganda Live, and this bar is set up for like, like rock bands and stuff like that. So there's like no tables, no seats, standing standing room. room? Yeah, oh, to watch you guys, yeah, Do comedy. Which, I don't know. I've never been a fan of like comedy shows where people are like, like I I've, leave. Yeah, I did that the crap at the social ones. Really? And like, uh, uh, Jersey or whatever. Yeah, like, we did four twenty fest. All yeah. standing. And I was and just like, oh, I'm not it's doing just, this. Comedy is just a different thing, man. Like I, I believe you know the audience should be able to be seated and, and relax. relax. People yeah. are sitting on stairs and crap. Yeah. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Well, and, with people standing and walking around, they're gonna talk. Mm-hmm. Good luck trying to tell people to be quiet at a comedy show and they're standing around mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. A show that's like an hour plus long, forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So speaking of which, if you come to the Orlando Improv Wednesday night at 8 p.m., we'll have seats for you. We got seats for you. We got seats for and you. And a fancy dinner. You can go drink to specials. Uh, you can call over to the Orlando Improv 407-480-5233, extension good. five. Those days are over. No extension anymore. They pick directly up. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. When did that change? Mm-hmm. Okay, so call the Orlando Improv, 407-480-5233, and uh, just say you want tickets for the Wednesday night show, and use the uh, password PODS. Tonight show. P-O-D-S. Wednesday night show, August 29th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, today's 28th. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, if you're listening today, it's the 29th. Right. Ah, there we go. You know what we're talking about. Gotcha, gotcha. So, or just, you know, click on Facebook, and there's the event page, and you can do it We're also going to have... uh, if you happen to come to the show, we're going to have these. We got new magnets. Oh, yeah, man. I saw those. Those look great. Yeah. So uh, if you listen to us and you want to cop a magnet, we'll have them. And that's pretty much it. Where they at? There it is. And then, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I'm nervous, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. No, yeah. It's going to be fun, dude. It's going to yeah. be a good time, no matter what happens. You know? Don't say that. Well, this is how. I, <laughs> you know what? We were like, we were just saying. I think that's part of the reason like I didn't enjoy being on the road sometimes. It's like I enjoy being on the road if I'm booked and someone's handling all the details and all I got to worry about is showing up and doing the show. But like when I do these runs with him, well, you're I'm everything. like I'm the promoter, I'm the booker, I'm the driver, I'm the it's just a lot. Like a lot of times it's not until you're walking on stage that you start thinking, "Ah, what did I want to talk about tonight?" You know, it's just been so busy uh man i don't want to get into it again but yeah and even even with this show tomorrow night it's like i don't know why with the improv shows it's always 
there's a lot of pressure on you to make sure the room's filled and everything else. It's all about putting what butts and uh, seats. Butts and seats. It is, but I mean, when we do all these other gigs for you know other venues, it's kind of like okay, here's your pay, and then they have a whole team that takes care of filling up, you know, putting people in the seats and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, but for some reason, when we do the improv, we have this more feeling of like, you know, why I think it is, if you have less than two hundred people in the improv room, it feels empty. Like, hell I've, yeah, it I've does. done shows in there. You put a hundred people in any, you know, Bonkers comedy club room. You're like, oh man, that was a good night. That was packed. You put a hundred people in the improv. You feel like, well, maybe I'll go take that air conditioning refrigeration class tomorrow. If that second tier is not filled, yeah, you're looked at like this, this guy. Yeah, we we gave him a show. Yeah, I can't believe we wasted our time with him. Yeah, Yeah, it's not a good feeling. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. Plus, it's your home club, so you always want to do well there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So. That's what's going on. What else is going on besides that? Dude, I got to find something to do. What do you mean? With Well, number one, I got to find a hobby. I got to get into something. I got besides, to- well, co- I got to say, comedy is not a hobby for you. I know a lot of people do a hobbyist when it comes to comedy. That's annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're, well, you're a writer. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know. I guess I want to find something that has nothing to do with, you know, everything I do in my life right now is basically to bring in money. Pick you up know. that guitar, man. I'm waiting for that album. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's, forget about screw that. Screw that, man. That's, that that's the focus needs to go in. And, all right. So what we do? If you're listening to this and you have a record studio that we can figure out. I don't know what the steps are, honestly. If you still put out records, number one. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. It's still considered records, isn't Recording. it? Recording. And your vinyl. Recording studio. We're going to go vinyl. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's going to make us different from Everyone's all these other in kids. in one direction, we go the other Everybody way. Everybody else is digital. We're going to go vinyl. Yeah. It's, yeah. We got to get you in a studio. I was thinking about that, too. I want, I want to do what Weird Al did on his last album. He released like seven songs all at once with videos. Did he? Yep. And one co- comedy album of the year. Wait, so, all the videos and all the songs came out all at the same time? Yep. Holy crap. That must have taken him like a year. Play more. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I didn't know he did that. Yeah, you got it. I that know he was, did an album. I didn't know he did. Yeah, I think that was two, three years ago now. Yeah, but um, All yeah. Right, so not a guitar. Well, the guitar. I think I feel like the guitar thing needs to happen, but you still need a hobby, right? Yeah, yeah. What about painting? Yeah. Uh, what about any of sports related? Yeah. You don't want to work out. Yeah, I like started going back to the gym, but like make it as a like a like a weekly like thing. a thing, like a thing. Well, yeah, but even so, that wouldn't be a hobby. That would be something I got to do so I don't die. Yeah. Hmm, a hobby. I don't know. You know what I also got to do? I also got to find a way to... um, um, I'm still dealing with this one dude who refuses to clean up after his dog in my neighborhood. You still dealing with the poop guy next door? Yeah. Didn't you already, like, confront him and, like, yell at him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he's still letting his dog get a dump in your yard? Not in my yard, across, like I have the... Uh, oh, by the lake, by the pond. Yeah, 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 which is kind of like a public area where a lot of the kids from the neighborhood... He's not going to change. He's not, so I got to figure out, you know what I've taken to doing? What? Like, there's only one way in and out of my neighborhood, and his house is the one at the entrance, or the exit, depending which way you go. And I have a lifestyle that runs all different hours. You know, like, I'll be up at 3 a.m., 7 a.m., 6 a.m., and I'll be driving in and out. Now, all I do is when I'm pulling in, I lay on my horn no matter what hour it is. 
And when I'm leaving the neighborhood, I land my horn no matter what hour it is. So eventually... That's uh, not going to solve the poop problem. This is how in my head it's going to go down. I got an idea. I got you on this. I okay. Am, I okay. am good with poop Because here's where I'm going with it. I think eventually he's going to be like, hey, man, I don't appreciate you honking your horn every time you find... I'm like, well, I would love to stop as soon as... You, like, I'm thinking we're going to go into that level of negotiation. It's going to be... It's gonna, this, this, this is my idea. There's a couple ideas. Okay. Here's one. One was I was going to get a whole bunch of bags of manure and just dump them on his driveway. Oh, that's that's a good one, too. See, I was going to go the route where it's going to make you get a little bit dirty. Mm-hmm. You start picking up the dog poop, but then you put it on his porch. That was or one on of, his driveway. That was one of my original things. But here's the problem with that. Uh, where he's doing it is like a public area. So if I go mm. put it on his, then all of a sudden I'm... You're vandalizing yeah. his property. Yeah. And I've thought about doing something simple, just like calling, you know, they got... They, you can actually go online and report people for doing stuff like this. But I kind of don't want to be a snitch. <laughs> you call it a shit poop. <laughs> I kind of feel like there's some guy in an office all day that... Yeah, I don't want to be that guy who's complaining. It's just, it, dude, I've tried to have a talk with him about it. All right. All right. Here, this is the route. Okay. You call whatever city, county, whatever, mm-hmm. and you ask for them to put a sign that says pick up after your dog. Yeah, they won't post signs, apparently. What do you mean they won't post signs? They said they don't put up those signs. Like, I've, I've researched this a little bit. Like, you have to be, it's not a public park. It's a public area. I guess they put those up at parks. So why don't you just put one up and then pretend it's like that? I've already thought of that. You yeah. know what I've also thought about? There's, like, all these dog deterrents you can buy, like, at Home Depot and Lowe's, like, uh, granules and stuff. But the problem is the rain washes them away. But it's, like, a lot of gardeners get them to keep animals away from their gardens and stuff like that. But the thing is, I don't want to do anything to the dog. It's not the dog's fault that he has a shitty fucking owner, you know? I don't want to put anything down on the ground that's going to make the dog all, you know, sick or, you know. Yeah, no, don't take it on the dog. It's the owner's yeah. being a douche. yeah. Um, see, and you already talked to him, right? Yeah. And he told you, like, F, told you to F off. Uh, and our first conversation, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I think he went home and grew a pair of balls. Cause like two days later, he's like, I've been walking my dog here for blah, 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 blah. Oh, he retaliated back. Well, it took him like two days. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's, I think he wasn't, used, he wasn't ready for yeah, my first ready. confrontation. Like, yeah. Hey, do you need a bag? Oh, huh? Do you yeah. need a bag? You know? Oh, I'm like, oh, okay, because I got some extra ones. I tried to do that thing where it's like, hey, you might have forgot your bag. I'm going to give you a chance of explaining that you're not always an asshole. And then, like, uh, he's like, no, no, we're good. And then, like, a second layer, he's like, but what if I didn't pick it up? I'm like, well, then you'd be a piece of shit. Yeah, see, man, like, when I used to have issues with my neighbors when I had a townhome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Did they a, not clean up after the dog? Right, and the dog would crap right in my backyard. Like, uh, in my kill grass. the grass and everything. Yeah, kill it. Well, I didn't really care. It was a townhome. So they yeah, took care of the grass. But, but I would step in it or my dog would step in yeah. it. Yeah. So I took all the poop mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I first I put it on his porch because mm-hmm. it was his kid that wasn't picking it up. Oh, okay. Uh, put it on his porch uh, and I know they got they got probably pissed off. Mm-hmm. And then the second time <laughs> they had a pool screen mm-hmm. and I smeared it all on the pool uh, screen like a rainbow. Wow. That's what I was like. If you want to get mean, and then they stop. Yeah. See, I don't have a dog. So I was thinking of just like doing, remember in the like, was it the early early aughts, the early 2000s, when uh, they would do the flash mob thing? Okay. I was thinking of just starting to invite flash mob people like, hey. And sing about to pick up your shit? 
No, <laughs> no. I was actually going to do a flash mob of people walking their dogs like, hey, an official dog park today and like give it his address and people just show up and let their dog shit all over his yard. <laughs> that'd be well that'd be real planned. And I would like to see that because that's a lot of work <laughs> to yeah. get a bunch of people to bring their dogs to take a dump in a dude's yard mm-hmm. in a flash mob style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it'd be fun. Show tunes, take a dump in this yard. Da 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 da. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just don't know. And like the other day, I was mowing the lawn, and, and I looked up. I got my headphones, and I look up, and uh, I just see him, and he's lying the dog shit, and he doesn't have any bags, and he just like looks over at me, and I'm like, look, now we're at the point where. Oh, you guys did eye contact, and like, oh, did yeah. you pick up your shit. Yeah. So I just stopped the lawnmower. I'm like, no bag again today, huh? Douchebag. Oh, oh, you got my douchebag. Oh, we're at that level now, dude. Oh, man, he's never going to clean it now. No, he wasn't going to do it That's before. That's true. He had, I tried doing every way, and this is where he's at. And here's the other thing. A lot of people don't get this. Um, I have a ton of ducks in this little pond across from my house. All right? Kids go over there and play and everything else. And people are like, oh, it's 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 dog poop. It's natural. That's the thing. It's not. It's every, not. Every, you own dogs. Yeah. Everything you feed these dogs, everything else, it's not meant to go into nature. It's not supposed to go by the water supply. If animals eat that or anything else, it brings disease and everything else. If it goes into that water supply, there's a chance it can kill you know, life in there. Yep. So it's like, just don't be a fucking dick, dude. It's like, yeah. it's your pet. Take care of it. So... I don't know. You clean up after your dog, right? I clean up all the time. Well, if we don't clean up here, they they find the shit out of you. Yeah, it's like two hundred dollars. Well, you get caught. Yeah, no. Uh, if you go on the website for like Orange County, they actually say you know it's like something like eighty dollars or a hundred dollars every time you don't pick up after your dog. So just videotape them. Yeah, videotape and then send it to the people. Then they yeah. they'll get fined. He'll learn. And the other That's thing, a safe way, I guess. Not being yeah, a dick. the other thing is he lets the dog off the leash to run around in that lot, which I've I was out there with my youngest one day, and it's the a dog, mean dog. What? It's a mean dog. It's not a mean dog, but it's it's bigger than my youngest. So when he got excited and came running over towards my youngest, I had to do the thing where I took my youngest and pushed the dog away. And he's like, oh, no, he's just happy to meet people. I'm like, keep your dog on his fucking leash. And I told you. <laughs> he gets so angry. I, dude, you know. When so it what happened, did re- what did he reply from that? When it happened, my kid was, we were by the pond, right by the edge, putting leaves because my youngest likes to take leaves and put them in the water and watch them float around. Okay. So when the dog came running over, if I hadn't got in the way and taken like the dog jumping, could quite easily put my kid into the water. So yeah, I wasn't in the best mood, you know? Man, also, you- illegal to have your dog off its friggin' leash. You do things with your kids just like sound like straight out of the Andy Griffin show. <laughs> it's by the pond, flicking out the leaves and watching them move. Believe it or not, the one thing I am pretty good at is being a dad. I know. I give you all that. That's, you you that's do things. About, I'm just like, I, my dad never did that. My dad would have yeah. pushed me in there. Yeah. Man up and down. Leeches <laughs> 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 on my neck. Yeah, but on the bright me. side, because your dad let you get all those concussions early on, you wouldn't remember it. <laughs> Maybe that's why your dad let you get your ass I mean, in tournaments, so no, you wouldn't remember your childhood. <laughs> He taught me what I had to do. I just didn't listen. And I got, mm. got my head because you kept forgetting what he taught you. <laughs> I'm getting punched in the face. Vicious circle. So, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, so we got the Orlando Improv tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. I am so looking forward to that. We have video and we'll put it up on YouTube and all. Yeah, you gonna do a camera shoot? We gonna get some good. We do a camera shoot. 
cool. And we're going to do the uh, recording with that on stage, or how are we doing that? How do I hook that thing up? We'll figure that out. Because if I could hook that up to the main, you know how to do that? You know how to hook this thing up to the main? I, I think it'd actually be, uh, well, that's something we can talk about out. Off yeah, we'll take that off later. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we'll figure that out. Let's see. Hey, this is episode 30. 30. And we are at, uh, yeah. I guess we could we could end it here. Yeah, you know, it was, it was kind of weird. It was just getting back into the swing of things, back into the It's run. good to have you back, man. You liar. I'm not lying, man. You liar. Last week, you had Pedro. You I pull, swear. You pulling up a... things on the laptop, laughing, have a great time. First off, the only thing we pulled up was Madonna. And yeah, we that was the pretty shit funny. Out of her. Yeah, There's nothing. I was looking for us because you got a, a competition coming up soon. I want to get you ready because I want you to win. Do I? Yeah. What? The joke off. Oh, that's Is it ro- next roast week. off or joke off? Joke off. Joke off. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that joke off turns into a roast. And you're <laughs> gonna go. And you're and I need you to beat Ken Miller because mm. he has won that damn thing mm-hmm. at the improv, I think like five times. Ken Miller's cheats. He, how, Ken he, Miller cheats big. Of course time. he cheats. No. I don't even know how he does it, but he cheats. He cheats. But you need to beat him off his pedestal. Ken Miller and I have the most. We're going back and forth over who has the most wins, but uh we have him and I individually have each six ha- and six, I think. Have six and six, or six and a half and six and a half. Yeah. And the half is one that we were against each other in the finals, which technically I should have won that one. That wasn't theirs. I don't, I don't know. Oh, here's how it happened. And, <laughs> and now there's a new rule in play. What's the new rule at the joke off? Well, it used to be uh, okay, well, say you're, say we you're playing this. You go ahead and explain the joke off. So the joke off is where the audience members are part of the show, where two comedians would be on stage. And the audience members will yell out something at the comedian. They have to come out with jokes. So in other words, it'd be like circus. And on the fly, you have maybe a minute mm-hmm. to come up with a joke about circus. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. when the comedian can't figure out a joke about circus, mm-hmm. it somehow turns into a roast about the person on stage that looks like something that's from the circus. Sure. And that's what's going to happen. I already see sure. it happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the rule used to be uh, that if the audience cheered equally for both of you, then you, uh, then it was a tie for that. Like, say the topic was circus. Okay. And I did a bit on circus, then you did a bit on circus, and the audience, like, applauded both of but you. But it sounded the same. It, and, say, yeah, and say, say it was best out, of, best out of three. Okay. Okay. Say I already had a point. You didn't have a point. And then we did the circus thing, and they couldn't decide. So they would do another one. Okay. Now what happens is if we both do one on circus and the audience, we can't decide and we tie, that means you get a point, I get a point. So that would mean I just got my two out of three that round. Ah. So, and that's how, that's how Ken's weaseled his way through some of these wins by just matching, matching until it becomes not about the joke, but like a popularity contest. And then there was one time him and I, <laughs> I hope you're listening, Ken Miller. There was one time him and I were in the finals and it was my turn to go do a joke. And I hear people laughing and I'm like, okay, but I haven't said anything funny yet. And I turn around and he's taking off his shirt and he's taking a selfie with himself behind me. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, and then there's, there's been several points where Mr. Miller... Not just Ken, but a lot of people don't even do a joke on the topic. They start off being like, man, I don't know nothing about blenders. Here's, you ever get hit with a bag of flour when you're growing up? <laughs> I love you, Ken. 
Peters. If you're listening, I love you, Ken. Shenanigans. And it all comes down to who's running the show. Whether so, uh, I've hosted a bunch of these. I've worked with Carmel and stuff like that. I'm like, man. Uh, the point of the show is to do a minute on the topic given. So I think some people, I've, yeah, when I judge it, I'm always like, hey, that was really funny, but you didn't mention outhouses once. So let's test you out right now. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw something at you. Sure. You get a minute. I got I'm going to count in my head. I don't know. You ready? Mm-hmm. Topic is banks. Banks. You know what I love about banks? Every time you go to a bank, they try to give you stuff. You know, it's like you'd sign up for something, but then they used to have all that nice free stuff they would give you. Like when you go through the drive through, you know, they'd always give you a lollipop. You know, I like getting lollipops. Last bank I went through, they're like, we don't have lollipops. We want dog biscuits. I'm like, we have dog biscuits. I'm like, all right, I'll try one, but I think I appreciate the lollipops better. <laughs> you ever go into a bank and the first thing, am I the only one who counts every camera while you're waiting online going, how would I knock this off if I had to? <laughs> <laughs> like, am I the only human being in the world that walks in and automatically my mind goes into like Robert De Niro in heat mode? Like, well, I'd have to take out security guard first and then I'd spray that camera, that camera, that camera, and that bitch now is going to put up a fight. That's what I'm going through. You know what I always thought? I'd just take pictures of Teller's kids and show up at the bank and be like, these are your kids, right? <laughs> Time. That's not, that's good. That was good. That was good. That was good. That's how it works, by the way. They yell time, and you got to stop on the dime. Mm-hmm. That was good. Oh, the other thing I do when I'm judging is a lot of people will get one good laugh and then stop. And like some judges will go ding. And I'm like, nope. I sit there holding my clock. Because part of it. What do you mean? Oh, oh, they, they run the clock? No, uh, like they go way too short. Like. Oh, so it's about doing your minute. Okay, doing your minute. So if you do 30 seconds. So some people will be like 30 seconds, and that's all I got to say about banks. And then some judges will go, okay, ding, you're good. No, no, that might have been a good joke. You got 30 more seconds to fill. I want to hear you go until your time is up. And you'll hear a lot of guys go, wow, um, one minute's really long. All these guys who run over time at open mics, you know, like, oh, man, I didn't know I was doing past my time. You give them direction. You give them something they got to talk about. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Uh, oh, trust me. There, there's been some great joke-off guys. Uh, Arnie Ellis, he's out in L.A. now. Probably, hands down, one of the greatest guys to walk in a, watch in a joke-off. Every time he went up, you would just think that his material... Th- you would think what he just came up with was something that was polished that he's had for years. Like he was just so confident with delivering stuff. So good stuff. with it. I'll tell you, my favorite joke off win was at the Tampa Improv. And uh, my semifinal round, I went against this guy named John Charles. And uh, he, the topic was Hitler. <laughs> okay. And he went up, he's like, I hate Hitler. You know what else I hate? University of Florida football. And then he did a one-minute joke that he had in his regular That's set. That's against the rules. <laughs> he did it. He did it. And uh, then I did my joke on Hitler, and I won that round. And then in the next round, it was me and Darren Moore, who's out in L.A. Yeah, Darren, now. Yeah, yeah. I love Darren to death. But the for the final point, it was whoever got this point won. Or no, it wasn't because I swept it. It was my... <laughs> It was my, if I get this point, I win. Right. You know, it close out the whole show, win the whole thing. And uh, the big television show at the time was the show called Lost. Right. Yeah. I love that show. I've never sat through more than two episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a good one. So, uh, so Darren goes up and the topic is television shows or the subtopic. The way it works is the host gives us a topic like television shows and then they get a specific one from the audience. 
So the host said, okay, this topic is television shows. I need some, I need a specific television show. And someone yelled out lost and they're like, okay, so the topic is lost. Darren, it's your turn to go first. One minute on lost. Darren walks out and goes, I hate lost. The whole audience must have been the lost fan club because oh, they go, Boo! Oh, no. Boo! no, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me Boo! Out. Boo! Boo! So I walk out. He does his one <laughs> like, Oh, thank God. I wouldn't and, go first. And I walk out and I've never seen Lost in my life, you know? And I walk out and I look at the host and I go, hey, I don't want this to count. Before you hit the timer, before I start, I just want to say this. Lost is like my favorite show ever. Oh, and the so whole audience goes, yay! I'm like, okay, let's start the clock. And then I go, here's what I love about Lost. When was the last time we had a decent show about some people stranded on an island? Oh, so you at least knew the basics. Yeah. Okay, Gilligan's good. Island was an amazing show. Blah, 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 blah. Like, hey, you can build a radio out of coconuts, but you can't fix a hole in a boat. What's up with that? <laughs> you, <laughs> you had no oh, idea. You started doing Gilligan's oh, Island reference. I, I kept bringing it back to being like, yeah, could you imagine the cast of Gilligan's Island on Lost? Uh, <laughs> and, it would have been great. Like, yeah, and on Lost, Skipper was crazy, wasn't he? He's like, <laughs> wait, what? There's no Skipper. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those you had to go online. It's a special behind the scenes. <laughs> episode but uh yeah needless to say uh i got that point oh you son of a that was my favorite win i wish i was there to see darren's face when he's like i hate law (laughs) darren is an amazingly handsome well-built man who now works as a producer for the oprah winfrey network life has been fine for him i didn't know that yeah no shit yeah he's actually um You'll you'll see him post stuff all the time now like uh he's do you watch that show nailed it on netflix yeah yeah. The, the cake one. Yeah. A while back, he was, I think he was a um, casting producer for that because he was looking for people to no be kidding. on that. Yeah. He's doing well. Uh, it's so was... funny because he does this bit called a, a Porno Picasso. Yeah. It's so funny. If you yeah. guys didn't check, go to Instagram, check out Porno Picasso. Porno Picasso. He's yeah. actually traveled around the world doing that. And he draws, he, he finds people in the open mm-hmm. and he draws them really bad mm-hmm. but in sex positions and it's so <laughs> funny and it's so gross and yeah. raunchy and people are either like it or they hate it and it's hilarious. yeah check out uh we'll put a link for it um, yeah we'll put somewhere it in the episode description darren oh, seymour so funny yeah check him out he's a funny dude yeah he's actually uh i think he was just doing some shows with preacher up in new jersey this past uh week probably yeah he was on the road doing some stuff with preacher yeah, yeah. probably was probably was Yep. Preacher Louse. But not us. Tomorrow we'll be at the Orlando Improv. We'll make it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Or tonight or whenever tonight. you do this. Or maybe last night we were at the Orlando Improv. <laughs> Wednesday the 29th. Wednesday the Orlando 29th. Improv. So. Well, with that said, I think we're going to end on episode 30, the obligatory podcast with Kermit and Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have up. any announcements to say? Yeah. Clean up after your fucking dogs. <laughs> I clean a, them after my dogs. Don't dog. be a shitty human per- being. Yeah, that guy. Oh, we gotta get you a T-shirt from Latin Sushi. Latin I don't sushi. speak Spanish. It's fine. You drink. You drink Coronas. No, I don't. You're going to now. <laughs> wow, I didn't know the sponsorship deal you was like so... tequila. No, I. Okay. Yes, yes, you do. As he looks into the camera, I just noticed it's right there. They'll be at the show, and they'll. Uh, oh, well, what are their names? Latin Sushi. I don't know. I got it written down. They're on the Eric guest list. Or something. And. uh yeah, what size you wear? Large. Okay, that's good. 
Pedro's like a triple X, so you don't have to worry about that one. Mm-hmm. He wears literally a bed sheet. Yeah, he's got a car cover. <laughs> Speaking of which, how's the new bed working out for you? $5,000 bed. $5,000 bed, and uh, we can't have sex on it. So, Why you know, not? Because it's, it's too much work. <laughs> can't you just put it flat and have sex? After the, I'm going to let you lay down in this bed. And, uh, you no, I don't want to have sex with you. No, I'm no, asking. No. I'm not going to lay in bed with you. You, just, you lay down in bed and you tell me. Okay. so It, it, it engulfs you. Really? Yeah. Oh, now I'm scared. No, no, you're good. I'll put you on the dry side. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That being said, uh, this has been the Obligatory Podcast, episode 30 <laughs> with Kermit and Mike. And uh, yeah, hope to see you guys at the show tonight. See y'all later. YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Podbean, all that. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.